Welcome in to the PH. You just had to do that, didn't you, Max? <laughs> yeah, I did. It's a nice, refreshing how Huawei. Welcome into the Why PH. Why like that? Well, as well. I'm just saying, it, dude. Welcome into the PHNX Rising Podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us. It's uh, it's weird to be here on a Monday. Uh, it's kind of weird because it's like going to be a you know half kind of further in depth recap, kind of half preview of Wednesday's match, but. Here we are, man. It's a good time. Uh, got the beer tower going. I am Max Simpson, uh, joined by the birthday boy himself, Mister Owen Evans. How are we feeling? Yeah, yeah. Uh, another yeah. another year older. Same uh, same response. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers mate. Yeah, we've we've got to do stuff though. Now we got to talk about. We got to talk about stuff. Oh we man, that's talk about things. I that's know. part of it too. Oh boy. Well, appreciate you guys joining us. Oh boy, Jen, the chat audio people in for a rude surprise. I don't know if it's rude as much as it's uh, it's just gonna be weird for them. But if you've seen our show, that's just kind of uh, how it is. But yeah, it's not really a surprise either. I feel as so. a shout out to our producer Emma, who normally just spends most of her time rolling her eyes at us, which is. Honestly warranted, but we love it is, we love it producer is. Emma. We love producer Emma. Um, you know what we also love? Phoenix Rising with the oh, I was about to say Cardiff beating Swansea, but Well, sure. Okay. That's true. And also uh Spurs, but you know, enough said. Uh but we absolutely love <laughs> uh Satellite. Satellite Reese, like I'm eh, not sure about that. Uh, fair enough. Um at least you're not delusional another year older. Um Phoenix Rising, absolutely put in the smackdown, the shellacking, the waxing, the beatdown, the insert other uh, adjective thesaurus in here against Detroit City, 5-0. I was not there. You were there. What did it feel like? <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it at that. Um, no, <laughs> look, from Rising's perspective, it was a... It was one of those games where I think for half the game, it feels like, oh, how's this going to go? Are they really going to, are they going to disappoint you tonight? But as soon as they get that goal, as soon as they go ahead, they just start absolutely demolishing the opposition. Oh, yeah. And we, we kind of knew this was a possibility, right, in some ways. Detroit, very good defensive team. But again, if you can get past them, it always opens up opportunities. They're not going to score. They created very little. They did pretty much nothing going forward all game. Oh, yeah. But still, from Rising's perspective, who would have gone in there thinking 5-0? I mean... Not I us. Well, we no, I, well, well, no. I mean, I think I predicted, what, 1-1 I, I, one, one Rising? I think you predicted, like, either 1-0 one, oh, one or 1-0 one, one Rising, 2-0 Rising. We both predicted very low-score matches. Yeah. And here we are. I mean... I mean, listen, we were kind of talking. Michael about, says it means you can't come back, Max. Wait, listen, I, 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 I listened to the pod. I heard you I heard you say that. I've been there this year for 6-0 at home, for 5-0 at home. Okay, so what another 5-0? Come on. What you, what you got? That's all you got for me? Come on. Come mm -hmm. on. Come on here. No, but uh, I think, right, we were kind of talking about this before we went on. I'm not saying it's a completely different story if Rising don't get that goal uh, you know, in stoppage time of the first half. But this team, as we've seen, the longer they go in matches without scoring, it's been very tough for them, especially if they're not able to get one on the board in the first half. And especially if you're Detroit, you feel you go in a halftime, nil-nil. Listen, I'm not saying you're thinking you're going to score at that point because they gave you nothing to show for that. But maybe you're thinking, okay, we can muck it up, make some changes, and you get a nil-nil draw. Instead, you go down, you get that crucial goal uh, off a of horrendous, horrendous just what are you doing like how's your first touch not great uh you know you go in it's analysis for you um you go in and you know after that bad touch 
our Artiaga finds Danny Trejo. He does Danny Trejo things and finishes coolly. You're not looking at this is a different match, and Rising really can exploit that, play a bit more freely, at, um, certainly in the second half, and they open up the floodgates. They did. They did. Look, I, again, we have to... I know I mentioned this on the podcast afterwards, and of course, it always comes back to the XG figures change. You always got to be careful. With remembering, of course, Manuel Artiaga, Danny Trejo, Panos Amanakas, then Detroit City FC. That's how they ranked up in terms of expected good. goals. They're uh, the good. They're good at the at the football, the footy. Yeah, they're not very good in front of goal, are they? Though Detroit, no. like that, that's not the that. point. That's the, the point ladder, to be made there. The former right? three, not yeah. the latter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, listen, I, I was asking this, and it begs the question. And this is not to take any away from uh, anything away from Rising's performance. Do you think that game was more so of this is a Rising team that has been just absolutely consistent, right? Third clean sheet. In their last three in their three matches, that's three clean sheets in a row. Absolutely crushing it. Some pretty dominant victories, even you know whether the score line supersedes that or not. Just some dominant, some dominant victories. What four victories in their last five? Is it a case of rising, just hitting the groove, and you can't stop that moving train, or is it Detroit being bad? I'm sure it's a mix of both. But where do you kind of weigh this? Um, I think it's a mix of both, right? Rising mm -hmm. is really, really hit form these last few weeks, okay? Yeah. There's a reason now that yeah. Max is starting to feel a bit scared about Wait, his bet that he made earlier in the year. The, uh, what's that now? The bet that you're going to get a tattoo of yourself as Adman. Dad, I don't, I don't if, recall uh, that. I, if Rising happens to win the no, league. No, wait. Well, yeah, I people, think you did make that just, bet, Max. People I think you did make that bet. That wasn't even on air. I'm pretty certain you made that bet, Max Simpson. Well, like off air, but like you have no record no, for that. No, it was definitely on air. We will find it. Don't Ugh, worry, Max. You won't. We will find that clip. We will find that clip, but... Look, again, they, they are competitive right now, and I don't yeah. think there's a there's not a team in the league that really wants to face Phoenix Rising on the form they're currently playing on with the attacking talent that they have. I mean, yeah, you catch them on a bad day, you're going to beat them. But uh, if you catch them on a day when they're at their best, I don't think there's anyone in this league, anybody at all in this league who Phoenix Rising should fear. Okay? No. no. I, think, I think it's right. Like, this is, it's, it's tough to say. And I think that you haven't had as much reason to think this way as given how really the last month has gone. But at this point, no offense, some offense to the competition. The only team that's going to beat Phoenix Rising is themselves. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's mm -hmm. going to take like a bad error. It's going to take just horrific finishing at the front end to put their defense and their midfield under pressure. And I think even if you look at their matches, I mean, maybe you muster a goalless draw like you get against Tulsa and it's just a muck-up game. But even that, I mean, I still kind of think that was an anomaly given how the last couple weeks have gone. Rising's in a really good spot. And I think, right, we to even go even further, you talk about how Rising in, in past years has really hit solid form early and in the middle of the season but maybe not as much trending towards the end. And I know that this isn't right the last game or the last week of the season, but like we're coming down the home stretch. And by all indications, Rising is not just hitting form at the right time. They're peaking at the right time. They are. They are. This is this is exactly what you want to see. And it's the opposite of what we saw for so many years under Rick Chance when this team would really hit the ground running pretty well. No, they'd have a, a rough month or two to start. Then they really, really hit their form. And then you get to September and they'd be like, okay, time to take the foot off the gas. We've had a, 
a great run. It's uh, the boys are going yeah. on vacation now, um, <laughs> which definitely not a throwback to a quote that we heard in 2021 at all. Um, nope. That's not what we're seeing now, right? This team have to to fight and scrap for every single point right now, mm-hmm. and they're doing so, and they're doing so with a lot of talent. Um, so I, I'm feeling better, I think, about this season going in towards yeah. the the playoffs than I, I felt about Phoenix Rising for many seasons when they felt like they were running away with the league. Oh, certainly. Well, I think the other the other nice caveat is you have guys who are missing time that by all accounts should be coming back right in time for, you know, knock on wood, uh, you know, not just a playoff, a playoff match or a playoff run, but a home playoff match, right? I mean, you have, you know, multiple defenders. You have uh, Renzo Zambrano. Granted, he's going to miss the next two games due to yellow card accumulation, but he's going to be back and available for this stretch. Like, you have a lot of guys where it's just a good spot to be in, right? It's not like you're, you know, you're staggering to the finish line or, or you're just hoping to grind out results. Like, you don't want to play Phoenix Rising. And, and again, like, we're, we're not trying to be a broken record here, but, I mean, some of the stats that just, that just popped out, like, I, I think this team not only is creating a good number of chances, but it's not like they need, you know, four, five, six clear-cut chances to hit a goal like maybe we saw at the beginning or towards the middle of the season. They are just doing it incredibly clinically, right? Danny Trejo created a chance, scored two goals. Artiago scored a goal, created three chances. You're getting it done from both of your key attackers, from other pieces of the puzzle. And I think that's just something that you want to see because, again, as we said, you can't just mark Danny Trejo. You can't just mark Manu Artiago. You can't just mark Panos Armanakis. This team, it's not just a death by a, thou- by a thousand cuts. It's like, dude, they'll like hemor- they'll hemorrhage you. They'll bludgeon you. It's, oh, yeah. t- it's tough going out there. Not easy. Not easy whatsoever. And then you see even in that last game, Darius Formella, the goal oh, yeah. that he scores, that's not an easy that's goal to angle. score. It's a tough angle, and he puts it away. That's who they've got coming off the bench to replace guys who are currently... L- Oh yeah, right up there in the golden boot race. Yeah, that's who you've got on the bench. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, one hundred percent. Well, I think I think this is a, also shout out to, of course, Stylaki Reese. This was Rising's seventh clean sheet of the season. Something that I really like about that is right. It's not just that it's a seventh clean sheet. It's the way they're getting it done. You, you know, oftentimes you can think a clean sheet. Maybe it's just going to be like a scoreless draw, which granted we saw in, uh, against Tulsa, but. It's that they are doing it on both ends of the pitch. Over those seven clean sheets, scored 21 goals. That's doing the math, right? Math. I'm no mathematician, but that is He's three not. goals per match. And again, there's a, there's a, they're in there mixed in. There's a, <laughs> there's a, there's a nil-nil draw, right? Like there are times where Rising is able to just throttle opponents, and I think that's what you like to see a lot of. A really complete performance. Yeah. Mm. I I mean, look, again, uh, this is the intriguing thing here, right? You look at the teams that Rising has absolutely battered at home, okay? Oh, yeah. You're going to Detroit, Memphis. Fifth clean sheet in the last nine for Michael, yeah. Yeah. You look at those teams that they've battered. How many of those could well be in the playoffs come the end of the season? Yeah. All three of them could be in the playoffs come the end of the season. All three of those teams could be playoff teams at the end of the season. And Rising scored five, five, and six against them. For sure. And I, and I think the... 16 goals against well, three teams. Well, and here's, and here's the thing, right? Like, we're not under any illusion that this is, you know, this is not the San Antonio's or the Sacks, which, again, granted... Right, gonna, no well, one's going to so, batter them so, by so, that so kind that, of scoreline. That, that, that's line, what I'm saying it? is, 
Rising, you know, right, you can't expect Rising to necessarily batter those opponents. And yet, even against those two, they put up very good performances in the last handful of weeks. But what it is crescendoing to is Rising are going to play these teams, you know, most likely within anywhere from that mid-spot to down in the, you know, what, five, six, seven, probably somewhere in there, give or take. It really just depends on where they finish. But you're looking at Rising playing a team where it's not going to necessarily have that star knockout power that some of those top teams are. And again, if Rising can just keep the consistency going, you get to the playoffs. Uh, listen, I want a good performance as much as the next person, but you get into playoffs and then you'll take it any damn way you can. I mean, it doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be, you know, your beautiful flowing football. Granted, I think teams are naturally going to be a bit more compact and less willing to take chances in the playoffs anyway. And it's kind of just figuring it out. But the fact that Rise can impose their will and their style of play now, and they've already been doing it for the good majority of the season, certainly been coming to play in the last month or so. We love to see it. Bandito's Bluebird in Juan, we trust. Yeah, yeah. we do. Yeah, yeah. we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, uh, Michael's also got a good point there. Mo, Mo Traore, again, look, as a player who's just oh, yeah. stepped up oh, well yeah. um, in these last few weeks. Yeah. You can't ask for much more. You can't you can. ask for much more. Again, the, these boys, right, they are trying to fill a void left by Kev Lambert. Yeah. No and you've small, got people no like feet. Mo Traore stepping up to fill that void and doing it well. Yeah. It <laughs> yeah, with the Canadian Premier League Defender oh of the Year coming off the bench. Yeah. Daniel Crewson. Daniel Crewson was was considered a, a pretty important player on this team at the start of the year. Oh yeah. And and, to and his, he can't get he can't get minutes right now. Well, and to his credit, he was important until he got injured. Like he was very he was very good at a, you know, especially in the early part of the year, couple kind of decisions and couple actions like what are we doing but like very consistent for the most part one of you know one of the teams not regardless despite the fact that since his injury kev lambert has departed yes he can't get minutes yes daniel daniel Kritzen, one of, not just of the center backs one of the best passers on this team regardless of position and yeah he can't get in the team that's the that's the crazy thing about this team is that it's not just the oh, okay well this is how we've been doing it and once the guy comes in he's automatically guaranteed a spot we've seen multiple times we i mean shoot just in the wing back position how many different guys have gotten injured come back and their spot is not guaranteed and then i mean of course the wing back position has been absolutely unfortunately beaten up really throughout the season but like you've seen this with multiple players you know uzo gets injured he quote unquote is is not guaranteed a spot when he comes back same with emmy Quajo. same with gabby torres and he fights his way back in same you know darnell king he's you know injured and he comes back at the captain but like it's one of those things where you love to see this competition and it only helps your team especially when it comes playoff time where you need key guys coming off the bench absolutely absolutely and having that depth now having the ability to to draw on them knowing that look again Donnell King has missed these last two games yeah rising still aren't conceding goals no oh. oh, it's listen it's it's phenomenal see you need a a good rotation you need you know those different outlets to turn to one outlet I think you really turn to well circle k circle k can absolutely turn to it in your time of need um or in your time of want in your time of desire Whatever you wish. Um, apparently, people were really disturbed uh, by the llama noise that I made um, last time. So sorry. Uh, won't won't uh, won't do that again. Um, here's my impression of Owen drinking a beer. Oh hey, uh, yeah. So there you go. Circle K. Uh, they have four peaks. They have all the delicious things. You get a polar pop. You, you all right? You all right there, man? I'm fantastic. How are you doing? 
right. Yeah. All right, buddy. Yeah. Uh, check out Circle K, right? Sign up for their Inner Circle program. Always a fantastic time. You download today for free. Here's what you're going to get. Your first five Phillips, 25 cents off a gallon. Get five Polar Pops for free. And every six hot items, snack, uh, stuff like that, free. Really throughout the program. Download it. Super easy. Sign up. Check it out. Circle K. Inner Circle program. Let's go. And like I said, you can get four peaks there. You have four peaks a lot of places, can't you? Yeah. You can get them from this table in the middle, apparently. Yeah. Where'd you get those? I got from the fridge over there. Yeah. Good job of stocking whoever did it. You know, yeah, we're not going to, we're so, not. Look at this. He takes credit for it now. But when, when I say to him, Max, why are there no wows in the fridge? Because that's why not my job. No that's not my problem. He goes, oh, no more okay. problems. Okay. No, I'm intervening on this one. Owen, you have irritated me all day. So now I'm <laughs> intervening. It is not Max's job to fill the fridge. It is not his job. But he's job. taking credit for it now. Because he did it. And he's, it is, he's that's not his job. I'm a nice guy. Stop! Like stop! No, Max is buying it's beers. It's not his job. Max is buying beers. <laughs> We've set him off. Oh boy! Shout out Four Peaks. If uh, you guys want to, if, if if a certain someone is buying beers, make sure it's Four Peaks because it's really the most delicious ones. We're drink. We're the Tower of Wows. I have I, I have on good authority that Owen is already. Oh my gosh, he's finished with half of them. Wow. No, I'm not finished. Okay, but I hear he's going to be finished uh, with this entire tower by the time the show ends. That's the power of Four Peaks, baby. Um, check out Four Peaks at their 8th Street Pub in Tempe. You can also check them out on Instagram to keep up with the latest and greatest that they got going on at Four Peaks Pub, at Four Peaks Brew. And uh, yeah, it's pumpkin porter season, kilts, wows, hazies, everything. Shout them out. Let's go. Mikey, I don't know what you mean. Stop saying wow weed. I'm just saying it normally. Cease. I've been saying it how I've been saying it for the last 28 years. That's how long I've been saying wow weed. Wow weed. Shoot. I just, you just did it the other way it. around. <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. Um, Moving on to this matchup. This matchup. You know, Rising, playing on Wednesday night against none other than Indy 11. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, hey, Celie, what's going on? Making dinner. Nice to see you. Celie added me on LinkedIn, by the way. We are now LinkedIn official. I just want to shout that out. That's that's the that's the level that this podcast goes into. We're a professional podcast. We're professional on LinkedIn, too, as well. But uh, very, professional. very professional. No, but um, going into this matchup with Indy 11, it's not just any ordinary matchup. It does uh, mark the return of, you know, this guy who used to play for Rising. I hear he's, you know, not too shabby, yeah? Yeah, it's not Aiden Quinn. Right, Aiden Quinn's injured. Um, yeah. Doesn't sound good. Sounds like it could be a bit of ACL kind of action there. Mm. Not great um, training last week. So we're unlikely to see Aiden Quinn okay, so, next. So I guess oh, we're oh, just going to have Wednesday. to... I guess like we'll just have to settle for the return of, you know, like Solomon Asante, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Solomon Asante. Just a, a bit more of a uh, oh, yeah. club legend, oh, really. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah, you know, uh, two-time... Two-time... League MVP with Phoenix Rising, uh, contributor to the legendary winning streak, uh, vanquished Reno 1860 FC on numerous occasions. Um, there you go. If you're playing your bingo there, um, it's Reno bingo. Reno bingo. Yeah, Reno, says Reno bingo. Reno bingo. Um, yeah, I mean the guy, right? Whether whether I was either watching Rising as a fan or watching when I was working in Reno, I think whenever you'd see him play, just a guy who. Absolutely would strike fear into the heart of an opponent and just a fun player to watch. I think it's like if you're a neutral and you look to USL championship of like, huh, who do I want to watch? What's like a player that if you're going to be introducing someone to the game, what's a team you want to watch? What's a player you want to watch? That's your guy. He was. I mean, again, two-time MVP while here with Phoenix Rising. Oh, yeah. 
in, in oh, many man. ways, Solomon Asante, look, we can talk about Didier Drogba is, of course, the, the biggest name player to ever play for this club. Uh, Didier was, at his peak, of course, the most talented player that ever at some point ended up at this team. Oh, yeah. Based on what they did in a Phoenix Rising shirt, yeah. Solomon Asante is the guy. Yeah. No question. Oh, without a doubt. It's Solomon Asante. Without a doubt. Right? Yeah, without, without a doubt. It's, um, I, th I think the other thing too, and I know that you, we kind of hit on this before we started, but like, it's one thing just to be an impactful player, but the just how he did it, right? Where, you know, uh, you have a, I know we'll get, get into this, but you have a, you know, the transition from Didier Drogba as the leader of this team into solo, um, wearing the captain's armband, everything like that. It's something where this guy wasn't just a good player. He was something where on and off the pitch represent what Rising was trying to build and ultimately had many successful years doing so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But let, let's actually, you know, I managed to speak to, to Solo last oh, yeah. week. Let's actually have a listen back now. And he, he told me about some of his favorite memories from when he was here with mm. uh, with Phoenix Rising. Let's have a listen to some of his favorite memories. When we were winning, I, I think we got like 20 wins straight. Yeah. And then um, 2021, um, the playoff, you know, um, when I scored the two goals, you know, we were down by a goal and then, um, that free kick, you know, because the angle was so um, wide and then it was difficult for a player to score from that angle, you know. So, yeah, I would say that was... And then when we took the 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 the, the cup, you know, the Western Conference, when we win at New Mexico, we went there to win. And, yeah, you know, those memories are, are nice. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of good memories with Solomon Asante on this team. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure, like, right, there's going to be a lot of uh, reminiscing, especially amongst the fans, especially amongst the South well, yo, we, we can start reminiscing a little bit more in a second, I think, about our favorite memories. Yeah. Chat, though, just hop in now. Throw us your favorite memories as Solo with this team um, while we're talking, and then we can come back to those. I like that. Sir, I will uh, I will turn it to you. What is your – do you have a favorite Solo either memory or moments uh, that you think of? I, I, I said this to you earlier, didn't I? And I was talking about what would probably be one of the more iconic ones. And I think it's it's that it's the daft one, isn't it, of course, of the, the inflatable crown on his head, right? Okay, but it symbolized something that yeah. one. Back in 2018 with Orange County in the, the conference final. Um it kind of symbolized that passing on from from Didier, who was such a a big part of the relaunch of this team, right? Mm. As Phoenix Rising from Arizona United when they'd struggled so much and, and hadn't really been able to get a foothold in the Valley and hadn't been able to to really have much impact here to then, you know, Didier leading this team into what is now Phoenix Rising to all of us. Um, obviously, they were rebranded before he came on board, but for solo to then you know that moment i think was oh, yeah. very much the kind of passing on it felt like of the uh and and so many moments after that right so many goals so many critical just moments that he would pick this team up on his back and, and carry him over the line i mean you look at the win streak you look at some of the goals he scored during that winning streak that yeah. they wouldn't have they wouldn't have won games i mean look at the, the free kick against san antonio yeah it's moments like that Ooh. right and it was yeah, there were there were so many. I mean, Mala putting him on his shoulders. There's there's an old memory that yeah. one. Oh, that yeah. one. But um, <laughs> yeah, I I just 
again, right? Solo was such a critical piece on this team for so long in terms of just, you know, Rising's uh, just, you know, history. Not very long. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did actually give me a uh, lift home for a press conference. No <laughs> kidding. Genuinely. Oh, my gosh. Man of the people. Yeah, yeah. Um, What else? Uh, the cartwheel trying to keep up with the Lambert flip. Oh, that, was good. <laughs> that was a good moment. Emma, do you remember that one? Oh, yeah. Producer Emma remembers that one. The goal from midfield. Oh, oh, that mm. was. Yeah. Emma, what, what's your favorite solo moment? You were there for a good amount of it. Yeah, I think, I think, um, oh, the goal from midfield was always awesome. It was um, good. Do you remember when they uh, lifted solo? Like they did the like Simba. That was that was yeah. one of my favorite yeah. ones. Oh. Like seeing his reaction, that was just so funny to me. The sack punch as well. Sacramento, the handball yeah. in the playoffs. <laughs> the hand that. of God follow-up. Uh. It's Solomon Asante punching it into the back of the net. And how much Sacramento cried the next season when we went up there. Dude, holy shit. I completely forgot about that. That was so funny. I was watching a replay and I was like, excuse me? Second home, it's I remember Diego's as well, this oh one, gosh. this was 2021. I remember San Diego away. And you know what it's like, right? They have the kids ready to walk out. I remember this poor kid at the front. They put the tallest kid at the front of the line. And Solo gets down there, stands next to this kid, looks to the side and looks up at him. And he's just like, yeah, we got to switch these out. (laughs) 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 Oh. Oh, my gosh. It's just again, again. It, it's it's hard to, I think, take the image of Solomon Asante in the image of just Phoenix Rising in the glory days. Oh, yeah. You can't separate them. Oh yeah, Solo was a huge part of all of that success. Yeah, I mean, for uh, for a guy named Solo, it's pretty crazy how many people he surrounded himself with and who he helped to lift up. I'm cringing at that one. Mike. That was pretty... you, you had to make that one cringy, I did. didn't you? I did. I mean, you I did. even, uh, well, if you want to talk about cringe, one of my, um, actually, right, so I was in, I'm going to make the Reno reference, but like this is- Oh, no, you're making a Reno reference. Well, yeah. it's a whole Reno story, but no, okay. it's it was, um, so I was in Reno, right, from their seasons from 2017 through 2020. So like a lot of the heart of Solo's career with Phoenix Rising, I, I I wasn't able to like watch home matches or anything like that. And you'd see the highlights and you'd watch the matches and you knew the type of player that he was. But whenever you'd, he'd come to Reno, you know, you support Reno because that's who you work for. That's who's writing your check. And uh, yeah, he would strike fear in you. So I remember it was in the middle of the winning streak in 2019. And, you know, uh, you, you guys had this, uh, you know, we started this little thing called uh, Dollar Beer Nights. And which Wednesday, it's Dollar Beer Night again. Shout out. There we go. And... Our um, RGM at the time had the idea of, you know what we're going to do? Because to be fair, Reno, Reno, very good in their own right. Um, I think at the time they were something like third or so on the table. Like very, like very solid team. Uh, Ian Russell's teams the entire time I was there was always competitive, always gave teams a challenge, made made playoffs every year of Reno's existence. He was a good coach. And so we feel like, okay, we can compete. Let's do our own dollar beer night. And Rising comes in right, I believe, in the middle slash towards the end of their winning. I would say somewhere like 12, 13 games in, if I'm remembering correctly. And you just see 
this Reno team get absolutely picked apart by Solomon Asante. And it was granted, you know, granted the, uh, there's a, an early goal about seven minutes in or so. And you kind of keep going, going as the match progresses. Reno starts to get back into it towards the end of the first half. And you're thinking, okay, going to halftime, there's some momentum. Let's go in um, into the second half. And Solo, who had already been dominating, even though he hadn't gone on the score sheet, scores about 10 minutes after um, second half kickoff. And you just kind of feel like, oh, man, like we're, we're losing this one. We're not getting a draw. Like we are flat out. We're done. We're cooked. We're done. And just the, the, what, he, what he brought, not only when he, when he had the ball, but even just the runs he was making, he was absolutely just shredding our defense. He was just, again, such an intelligent player. Yeah, Jet, Jet, Jet Foster Langsdorf that was, was a, a menace. from the yeah. past yeah. there in that Foster name. with that season, my word. Ooh. But no, honestly, like it was... Um, he was a guy who, whenever you saw him playing an opponent, I don't care if it was your biggest guy. I don't care if it was your fast guy. I don't care if it was you're playing a back three, a back four, back five. Doesn't matter. He found ways to pick you apart. And to your point, get other people involved. That's exactly what he did that uh, game against Reno. And that's what he did really his entire rising career. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? We should actually... I guess there's a game and they can't just reminisce, there, right? There is a game. There's a game. Before we move on to the game, though, actually, one more little bit of yeah. solo yeah. Uh, content. Actually, I, I did ask him what would his message be to uh, Phoenix Rising fans ahead of Wednesday. Let's have a listen to that one. So um, I can't wait to, to, to see the fans. Um, I know I have to play against them and then they have to play against me. Um, it's, it's crazy, you know, but... Um, um, I love them, and then they should keep supporting their club. You know, um, these are some of the things that keep um, players going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he said it in other comments to me. The Phoenix is like family to him. I mean, yeah. it's it's a uh, it's something, right? When you uh, when you're playing in, you know, especially especially for me and right, like when I was uh, in college and everything like that, towards the tail end of my college, when you'd see playing in. Uh, in the one uh, off Tempe, off the 202 and everything like that. And just like the memories there. Like it was, it was like the place to be on those Friday nights and everything like that, man. It was just, it was awesome. It was sick. Yeah. It's cool. But hey, not very menacing. Let's, uh, let's talk about the matchup, right? Indy 11 coming in to Phoenix Rising Stadium. And, uh, you know, we kind of talked about this again beforehand, right? Phoenix Rising again. Five match on beaten streak, four wins in those five matches. Indy 11 not doing too shabby themselves. Uh, we're riding um, at least a four match on beaten streak. And then they did have the loss against New Mexico. Kind of tripped them up there. But this is an indie team, right? Like you mentioned, there's no Aiden Quinn. Yes, the focal point is going to be Solomon Asante. But a team that has kind of picked up a bit as of late. They are sixth. In uh, six in the East there, 37 goals for, 32 goals against. Thank you, Statlacky Reese. A, a positive goal differential. And again, on a six-match unbeaten run that they had uh, really throughout August that just recently ended, five wins and one draw. So they were cooking. Yeah, I'm going to be intrigued, though, to see with Indy what kind of a defensive shape they come out with. A little bit more 4-4-2 in that last oh, um, yeah. in that last game against New Mexico. But we know that Rising have had success in those games. And they play against a back four. The question then is, the Indy look to, to maybe switch towards a, a back three, five, however you want to describe it, of course, um, in a way that may allow them to pack things a bit deeper because we know, and, and Juan keeps harping on about this at every possible opportunity, and he's not wrong, mm -hmm. um, that teams are sitting back a lot more at this kind of time of year, yeah. um, especially when you're coming against teams like Phoenix, right? Um, 
New, New Mexico had success against that back four. And of course, again, Aiden Quinn not being there, um, wasn't available on Friday. Isn't I'm pretty certain he's not coming down to uh, the Valley now on Wednesday because it does sound like it's a pretty serious injury. Um, but I, I I wonder if they're going to be able to stick with that 4-4-2, if they're going to change things up a little bit. And, and that is possibly going to determine how this game goes in some ways. I think if they come out with a back four, I think Rising will win that game relatively hmm. easily hmm. i think that they'll find ways to find space for their forwards i think they'll find ways to go out and get the goals hopefully first half and and kind of put it out of sight at that point if they come up with about five it's going to be more difficult oh certainly right and it's kind of it's kind of keying in on those key performers again Shout out style like Reese kind of gave us some stats on some of Indy's top performers throughout the season uh Sebastian Guenzati 10 goals Overperforming his XG, 7.47 expected goals there. Also outperforming his expected assists, three assists off 1.17. Expected, wow, words, expected assists there. And Quinn, as we know, not going to be in it. Solomon Asante, right? He's doing, a lot of goals doing as well that, that Aiden's had this year, yeah? He has, especially like some worldly, what was it though? Also one from half field. Mm-hmm. One from half field, yeah. Yeah, nine goals well, on the worth, season. It's worth noticing as well this season that both... Uh, Aiden Quinn and Solomon Asante reached 50 goals, 50 assists. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool, right? Uh, like I said, Aiden Quinn out. Solo going to be a focal point as well. Um, Adrian Dees, 154 of 240 duels. One, 28 of 46 tackles. Guys of presence. Um, but right, you're going to look to Guinzotti uh, being that uh, big attacking focal point. But I think really the key for rising is if they're able to, you know, work in your attack, hit the focal points, get the guy, the ball into, you know, your playmakers. It sounds easier said than done, but like you just do that. You kind of see how it's worked really over the last month. Should, rest should, should take care of itself. Yeah. Yeah. But Sabre again, good player. We know that from his days at Tampa Bay. We know what he is capable of doing. Um, you got to be careful. Just be careful. Again, this team, they're playing well recently. That includes, of course, how they're looking defensively. Uh, we've seen those clean sheets in recent games. You've got to work hard and keep those going. As I pass it over to Max, you got me. You got me really right in the middle. Poor time. There. You got me right in the middle. Right of the little, in the mid sip. Little um, rooney And Michael's right. Aiden probably their best player this season. Oh right? yeah. And this is a huge, huge loss for them. Um, I would be worried if I was a. Uh, following India at this point in time that's it's not easy not easy to recover from that right Max we going with the score predictions yeah I'm kind of seeing a Ben News Bluebird kicking us off he's saying 2-0 rising got Carlos Harvey and Danny Trejo scoring I'm gonna go Harvey of course important in this one again Renzo Zambrano will be suspended two game suspension for 11 yellow cards that's two games for 11 yellows. I'm just going to be honest. I'm just going to be honest. I'm kind of surprised it's only 11. But uh, <laughs> yeah. if I'm being real, if I'm being real, uh, let's see. T- Reese, 2 0. Ar- a lot of 2 0. 2 0. Braves. Andrew Baker, 2 0. Rising. Trejo, Arminancas. I'm seeing, okay, I'm seeing either a Trejo, Arteaga theme in a lot of these. I'm going to go 2 1. 3 1. Uh, okay. Who are your goal scorers? I'm going with Trejo, Arteaga, and Panos. And then on the other side, I do think that Solo will get the goal. Okay. Uh, I do not think Solo's going to get the goal. No. I think he's going to have a good performance, but uh, yeah, no, I don't think he finds the back of the net. Who um, gets the goal then for them? Uh, no, I don't think Gwenzati. Um, But give me, ooh, 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 for rising, give me, 
You know, this feels feels like a feels like an Eddie Manjoma type of night. Eddie Manjoma kind of Eddie Manjoma okay. and uh, ooh 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 Artiaga. Artiaga. There you go. Nice. There you go. Uh, okay, they didn't look great in New Mexico. Talking about Indy. 3-1 rising, Varela, Eddie Manjoma. Okay, here we go. And Manu. I, I was not I was not expecting another uh Eddie Manjoma there. Uh Saley, she doesn't have a score. She's saying Panos going to score. There we go. Mikey, good thing we have Carlos 1-0 to Phoenix Rising. Uh Mikey, second half of the season. He's not scoring. Okay. Oh. oh boy. Hush. Oh boy, that's a toughie right there. Remember his last game in Arizona, he scored two goals. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Devin All, 2-1 rising. That was well, in uh, October. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess in a way you could look for an uplifting performance. And if you would like an uplifting performance yourself, check out our friends at OG's Brands. OG's Brands, they're going to have an uplifting performance. They can give you a downer performance if that's the type of thing you are looking for, right? If you want that sweet, sweet sativa or that super mellow, super chill indica, uh, right? They got the creams, the fruits, um, the RSO, which is that strawberries and cream, the one-to-one CBD, THC, all of that good stuff. You guys already know, man. People who experience it for themselves, it's fantastic. The minis are back on the shelves. Hallelujah. That's my personal favorite. You can check them out at ogsbrands.com to find them at a local dispensary near you. And you can check them out on all the socials at OG's Brands. Always a fun time. Those who partake in OG's, they know what's up. But you must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly. And uh, something else that, you know, you got to be 21 years older to enjoy responsibly if you're going to be drinking there is, for my, first of all, Mike in the chat, oh, geez, okay, you are in rising the standings. Nice. nice. Um, yeah, something that you have to be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly if you are drinking there is at our friends at Valley Tap Room. Mm-hmm. And I heard, heard the rumor from the birthday boy himself. Rumor that, has it we may be going to Valley Tap Room tomorrow night for trivia. Mm, rumor has it that a hyper-competitive mm, Sean DePaz is also potentially interested. Sean, yeah. Sean, uh, rumor has it Sean's going to be the weak link. But, uh, you know, I hear Sean says he's competitive. Doesn't mean he's that good. But uh, I carry this team per usual. Get the, man carries the team. Get the Adman questions right. We know that. We'll let Devin reply to that one. Yeah, that's fine. Well, Adman Jr., I'm raising him. I'm, ra- I'm, ra- I'm raising him for, uh, you know, uh, know. pass Sean's, the torch. Sean's pretty good at trivia. We played at, um, what's it called? The place in Tempe, Snakes and Lattes. Mm. And he was really good. Mm. So I wouldn't doubt Sean. There we go. Oh, I know. I just, I just want to get us out. I, 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 I already told up. him we want him on the team. We've got to make sure we beat the other regulars. The, if though. you want the best Sean to pause, you need him getting a little stirred up and you need that fire going. So, Sean, you ain't shit. Uh, but check out Valley Tapping because they sh- they are the shit. They're amazing. We're going to be there tomorrow. A little trivia action. Here you go there. And I will be buying Owen beers. I will I will publicly say that as his birth for his birthday, a little belated birthday. But uh yeah, come on through, play your cards right. 21 years or older. Maybe I'll buy you a beer. Check out Valley Tap Room again. We'll be there in person. 202 and Gilbert tomorrow off the 202 and Gilbert. Check them out on Instagram at Valley Tap Room. I'll carry the team. There we go. Uh, there good there good we time. go. It's a good you time. Know, before we move on, before we move on, I want to move back again a little bit. There's one little bit of soda reminiscing that I forgot. I forgot to mention. He he brings it up there about winning the uh, the day when they re- won the um, regular season title. Of course, away yeah. to New Mexico. Yeah, you got to remember when that door was thrown open outside the stadium, and the fans were invited into the locker room to jump around and celebrate in there. Who's the one who was calling them all in? I mean, yeah, it was Solo. Oh yeah, <laughs> Solo just appears and starts shouting them to come on in. 
Okay. Here we go. Hell well, that's yeah. that's a memory worth remembering. Hell yeah. Yeah. Freaking love that. Uh, do you know, <laughs> we need to do a battle of the pods of Valley Taproom. Uh, Phoenix, Phoenix Rising, Ascending, Soaring, PH Next Sun Devils. Uh, unfortunately, there's so only one football team in the valley that won't let you down. Boom! You were saving that. That's actually that's a I great tee. That was a great tee up right there. Yeah. You're welcome, uh, Saley. I will be coming tomorrow. Eddie, happy birthday! Oh, we freaking love that. And yes, Mike, of course, reminiscing about the locker room celebration. Yeah, didn't you have a questionable scarf that day, Mike? Mm, got him. He did, didn't he? Well, he did. Speaking of did. questionable celebrations, I know <laughs> that's a nice tee up. I want to go around the USL, and buddy, you have quite, uh, quite, quite the uh, thing you pulled for us. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shout out San Antonio FC for this Ooh. one. Um, we need to before we get on to the, uh, we'll show you the video in a second now. Love the, you, Kevin. The, the copy in the tweet was need to get this chant going for Hispanic Heritage Night. Let's have a listen to this chant. Harry, if you're listening back to the pod, I'm sorry, uh, mate. That's awful. Yeah, Ke Kevin, Kevin uh, Santo, if you're reading this, I, I, I love you, buddy. <laughs> Harry, if you're watching, I love you guys. Yes, there's no way no, that that's is real. Yes, it is real. It is real. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't know what yeah, to say. I, I don't know what to say. Okay, the, the chant is uh, cringy enough, right? It's cringy enough before you even get on to the fact that then they're... They're then tweeting about like, oh, gotta gotta get this one going for Hispanic Heritage Night. <laughs> Listen, I, I all I'm saying is this: I'm not saying I'm a I'm a cultural expert by any means, but if you're wanting to have a song for Hispanic Heritage Night, and the only two <laughs> Hispanic words are tacos and gorditas, I don't know if that's gonna do it for you. That's uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's, that's just bad. That's that just, is awful. Although, Mikey, that is exactly what Owen did. Texted me. That's, ex <laughs> that's exactly that is verbatim what he texted me. Um, it's just so bad. Yeah, that's I don't. I don't know why. Oh gosh. Why did you post that? <laughs> oh man. Uh, they're trying. I guess. I don't know. They're trying. They're not trying very hard. Sa are they? Sa save it for the pitch, guys. Save it for. Uh, we're stick on the pitch, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know. Oh, and what about uh, some teams that are trying? Maybe doing a little bit more successfully. Uh yeah yeah um we're gonna come back down to normal now and talk football um <laughs> yeah so Oakland struggling yeah let's talk about that Oakland really on a good run of form at the moment oof um they've actually lost now four games in a row oh Louisville you accept it uh -huh. away from home tough game. Sack at home, you lose by one goal. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, okay. you ran close. Okay. They're a good okay. team. Vegas away? Mm, mm. No, no. 3-1 loss there. And then this last weekend, they lose to FC Tulsa. 1-0 at home. Uh, Tulsa get on the board early. Philip Goodrum in that game. Linda Mafeka then getting sent off just before halftime. For Mourinho, I think Leaves Oakland in a bad spot. Marcus Epps sent off for what a has been officially described as violent conduct. I've got to be honest, I don't think the broadcast cameras picked up what exactly happened. Yeah. Um, but Marcus Epps sent off. Um, we're about 10 minutes to go. So Oakland really on the slide right now. They've actually dropped down 
They're level on points now with that final play off spot. One point above the playoff line. Ooh. Not ideal. Not ideal for them. Um, they were a team that competing for a home playoff spot with Rising earlier. I'd be shocked now if they do it because they're five behind Rising. Sure. Um, so I'd be shocked if they're really going to get anywhere near contention in that spot anymore. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, meanwhile, other teams here, San Diego Loyal. How did San Diego do? They lost. Shocker. Wow, San Diego Loyal losing to Loose City FC. It's like right now, it's it's like Christmas for Rising. Okay? Hanukkah. Everything's going their way. It can be Hanukkah as well. It's, like Hanukkah. it's over multiple... It's not just one day, so days, there baby. we go. Hey. It keeps happening. Um, but Loose City getting the 1-0 win over San Diego Loyal. Again, San Diego do have a game in hand. You have to remember that. It's not simple. Um... You know, they, they can take Rising if they win all their games. Oh, yeah. They will take Rising if they win all of their games. Orange County, how did they do? How did they do on Friday, Max? How did they do against Colorado Springs Switchbacks? I'm going to take a shot they in the dark that they lost. Lost. Yeah, they lost. So there we go. Tyreek McGee with an 84th minute winner for Colorado Springs. That means that Orange County now, they were the form team. They were doing incredibly well uh, throughout the season. And then... September, Sorry. it's after beating lights and beating them quite handedly, right? 5-1 on the second. It's just started to decline. Yeah. They draw against El Paso at home, and then they lose at home to Colorado Springs. Now, Orange County go into that end of that season. A, they're only two points ahead of Rising. They've got to play Rising. Mm. So it is in Rising's hands to overtake them. I like that. You beat them in that game and win everything else. Rising finishes above Orange County. We like that. But OC also have to play San Antonio. San Antonio. They're playing them twice. Um, not in a row, but yes, correct. Oakland and Monterey Bay. Yeah, it's a brutal. That's not an easy end to the season. Yeah, Oakland like is struggling at the moment. Yeah, Monterey Bay. They're doing okay. Monterey Bay are in reasonable form. Um. San Antonio is San Antonio, and playing them twice is not easy. You don't want that. That's a recipe for drop points. That is a big recipe for drop points. And Oakland, yeah, I mean, again, they're on bad form, but you can never guarantee that's going to continue. No, certainly. Um, I mean, right, you're kind of looking at the teams above Phoenix Rising, and, you know, right, that third spot, it's not out of the question, especially if Orange County uh, drops some points and all that See, stuff. Mikey's trying I to like say that. now that six points a game in hand behind SAFC is though Rising could finish second. I'd be shocked. I'd be pretty Utterly shocked. shocked. Utterly pretty shocked. We've seen crazier things, but that would be not. I mean, listen, let's, let's get let's get home. Let's get home. Let's get home. Let's get home field. Hmm. Let's get a home match. I like that. Home match. Third or fourth finish, I think. Genuinely now. I think it's really crazy because if we go back, right, we were doing the thing where like around the first show we of every like, month, yeah. we were doing like, hey, Ryzen's going to finish. At the, start of the, at the start of the season, I think every single month, I think I was always like, they're going to finish one spot below whatever you picked. And so let's, for, let's say we're going off your picks. We were like, you were like, oh, fourth, fourth, fifth, six, six, seven. And then just like recently, like, bam, baby, like we're shooting for that top spot. And again, it kind of turned the corner. A couple weeks ago, it's not really a question of if, but it's a question of like, okay, well, like, where are we playing that first match? Yeah. It's a good yeah. spot to be at. Who are they playing? There's, again, there's nobody in this league that I think you fear if you are Phoenix Rising. No. Nobody. Nobody you should fear. Uh, to quote uh, the U.S. president, the uh, only thing we have to fear is fear itself, you know? <laughs> 
Max, we're not doing this. <laughs> I know we're not. I know we're not. Um, Max, don't make me cringe like this, please. I'm gonna make you cringe at least once. I mean, I'm sure show. producer Abby's got a completely different reason, but she did just step oh, up she just and walk away. Well that's, <laughs> well, that's not concerning or anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Maybe it was yeah. that cringy little uh, comment there, Max. Nope. Uh, oh, what have we got here? Oh, well, well, well. Be birthday to oh, you. Drink your beer. Drink Happy beer. birthday to you. Drink your beer. Happy birthday to Owen. Happy birthday to you. Earlier, Max was digging around in the kitchen. Apparently, he I just found never. this. Uh, what, I would what is it? Make a wish. The show already came true. Oh, yeah. Not allowed to tell you, am I? <laughs> then it I am true. actually very surprised he I'll came with that. I'll tell you after that. it Let's comes go. true. If it comes true, then I'll tell you. I if Okay, I will. Or, or after it's no longer possible, I'll tell you. Okay? All I'm saying is this, is uh, if your wish is for me to end up with a tattoo, then that's going to be really unfortunate. <sighs> Jump! He's alluding to it. That's literally what he wished. It's not even that Rising wins the wins the cup. Just wants me to get a damn tattoo, which I never promised. But that's another time you for another pod. That never. That's another time for another pod. Max karaoke singing next. Oh yeah, baby. Valley Tavern got it all, man. You get me out one of those nights. Well, actually, uh... no. We did karaoke, and y'all screw me over by giving me a whack song. A whack. But what song. would you sing then? What would be the first choice? Ooh. Just the go-to. I was. It is almost the twenty-first night of September, and I'm. <laughs> that'll be Thursday. That's when. Uh, do you remember? Hey, twenty-first night September. See, see Emma's doing it. You no, know, she's not gonna mic there. No one can hear it. But Max, Max, picking up. Yeah, but she's getting the acoustics in the background. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, appreciate that. Moral support from Emma. Ah. Don't need it, but I do appreciate it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Karaoke one of these days, but uh, yeah. Happy birthday, guy. Um, I did not make that. Sam didn't make that from the kitchen, but uh, there yeah, you go. It's, just, it's, a, it's a thought that counts, pal. It's the thought that counts. The thought being five minutes before the show. Hey, man, I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> let you keep track. <laughs> had, to, had to draw you off your scent, but uh, uh, yeah. Uh, while while you enjoy that uh, that delicious delicacy, uh, I do want to shout out all the diehards in the chat, which there are many. Shut up, Mikey. The to land the plane. We're having a moment. <laughs> We're having a damn moment. No, I'm going to shout out the diehards in the chat, and I'm going to say thank you to everyone who has become a diehard. If you want to become one yourself, check out the phnxlocker.com. It's a fantastic time to sign up. You get a free shirt when you sign up. You get a free shirt every year of your membership. Uh, you get 20% off shirts, 20% off events, uh, exclusive access to some of the things we're doing. And of course, you get discords, which it's another platform to cyber say hello and happy birthday to Owen. Yeah, see, he says it nicely. I just say go cyber bully. Well, see, I left out that part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah uh, okay, we're 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 ending this. Uh, <laughs> on that note, uh, appreciate everyone joining us here on the PH Next Rising podcast. Um, you guys already know where to find us, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, you can follow us at phnext underscore underscore rising on the old Twitter or X or whatever, because double the underscore, double the fun, double the fun, and uh, double the. Years odds of, of Manx getting a new tattoo. I was gonna say that's pretty high odds. Uh, double the <laughs> double the years of uh, birth uh, or or getting older within the last uh, three days. That's tough. That's a lot of math for me. Never mind. I'm just gonna back out of that one. Uh, you can Max doesn't do numbers. I'm not. I'm not. I'm no mathematician. But he's um, not now. Uh, yeah, Mikey it does have a good point. You need to chug those beers, pal. Oh my god, you're gonna make me do them all. You won't. 
Can, can, I, can I just... Emma is over here begging us to end and the I'm show. And I'm begging him to chug so you know what? Let's end the show. It's a beautiful game. It's more beautiful Wait. when Max what? is buying beers. No, Good night. No, 